Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we're about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the Word to see Jesus. Welcome. This is probably going to be like a 30-45 minutes teaching. Um, we are starting a new series today. Alright. We're starting the new series today. Rouge is the the title of our series and it is the title of this episode. Rouge um, is the title of our series and is the title of this episode. So when you say Rouge... That word actually has to do with um, makeup, okay? It's a word that is used for cosmetics, all right? So it's a word that, um, by the way, as I teach, um, expect a miracle, amen. And I want to welcome you, first of all, all of you joining in from all around the world. Welcome to today's broadcast. I believe that you're going to be remarkably blessed. Now, all right, so the series title is Rouge. And rouge has to do with um, a, a coloring, basically. So rouge has to deal with coloring, okay? In in um, in cosmetics or in fashion, it has to do with the cosmetics that ladies use, you know, to cover their face, all the foundation and all that stuff, okay? That people use to cover their faces. Um, that enhances their looks and enhances their beauty all right that's what rouge is okay so we can say something like color with rouge so you use rouge to color okay now that's going to be important because as we begin to go into the subject matter itself it will be important for you to understand the foundation and to understand where the concept of the series is coming from because you will need that knowledge for where we are going all through the month all right because this month we are basically looking at how the the blood sacrifice of jesus jesus in his death burial and resurrection brought us into a life of color and brought us into a life of beauty okay now this is the illustration that i believe the spirit of god put in my heart um, to explain this series and to explain what you should expect um, as this series goes on. So imagine for one moment that I, I come to you and I tell you that, hey, um, I'm just about to take you on a journey. I'm taking you on a journey to an island. It's a beautiful island. And in this island, all right, in this island, there is no, there is, first of all, there are beautiful things, okay? Amazing scenery, lovely beaches, beautiful lush gardens, the beautiful sceneries all around, nice apartments, and all of that. But I also tell you that in this place, there is no sickness, there is no loneliness, there is no depression, there is no frustration, and all of that. And this, this is where I'm taking you to. Now, of course, I now tell you that you can bring your most favorite people in the world, 
to this island you can bring your most favorite people in the world to this island everything works there lights you know there's always power electricity you know the internet is speedy you know you have very fast cars good roads you know i i'm some of you are picturing some of you have already traveled already <laughs> as i'm talking you know good roads everything works and all of that and then that's a good side then the bad side is that you will never see anybody sick you never see anybody you know broken you never see anybody you know depressed or frustrated and then i tell you hey you can bring your friends along okay you can bring your loved ones you can bring as many people as you want okay just bring your friends now i'm, I'm imagining how you're going to respond to me i mean some of you be like what this is a ball man you know we're about to party you know this is going it's just about to get lit and all of that now you see um that's going to be your response and what i'm trying to describe to you that is already making you fantasize right now is nothing compared to the life and the beauty of what jesus brought to us that is exactly the kind of color that jesus brought to our world so if i ask you what's your experience in this island where you are now you're gonna say colorful like what this is so colorful this is so beautiful well now now come back <laughs> come back to your phone okay come back to your living room we are listening to pod and we're listening to the rouge episode because some of you literally have traveled but i i use that illustration to bring you the reality of what jesus did now many of you are going to be thinking what beauty come on let's wake up the only time we're going to experience this kind of life is when we die and we're in heaven that's where there's no sickness that's where there's no disease that's where there's no infirmity and all of that but here don't worry you're going to see all kinds of stuff well no you're wrong the only reason now listen the only reason why jesus will attempt to infiltrate a place is to own it jesus will not attempt to come to earth if he cannot own it that's if he cannot take possession of it completely praise the lord so the only reason why you would attempt to take over a place is to own it now whilst jesus is not trying to own the earth jesus took over your life to own it and when you own something you bring all that you are and all that you have into it so jesus bought you and owns you now and so brings all that he is all that he represents the color of his beauty he brings it into your world okay now this is what i want you to have at the back of your mind as we begin this series and of course this episode so rouge has to do with if you're taking down notes this is the time to write rouge has to do with the color that comes to your world simply because of the death burial and resurrection of jesus on the cross what we are attempting to do with this episode is that we are helping you to see that your life has become the colored life the colored life or the rouged life the colored life simply because jesus attempted to die was buried and rose again for you 
Praise the Lord. Now, the next statement I'm going to make, I want you to capture it in bold. I want you to capture it in bold. And after, right after that statement, I'm going to um, share with you the text for today. The next statement I'm going to make should be captured in bold. And this is it. God always gives you something to believe before he gives you something to do. Write that down. God always gives us something to believe before he gives us something to do. I'll say that again. God always gives us something to believe before he gives us something to do. You know, there are many people who are very occupied with what to do that they, they have missed what to believe. God never starts you out with what to do. He always starts you out with what to believe. So, now, some of you are going to say, P.O.D., you know, at the end of this teaching, you didn't give us anything practical to do. What we are to do. Shh, keep quiet. What God always starts with is what you are to believe. He always starts with that. What you are to believe will always translate into what you are to do. But if you find what to do without what to believe, you'll be doing from an empty place. So it always so right now this episode, this particular episode is geared towards giving you what to believe. When you are settled in your belief, then what to do will be easy. So write that down. God always gives us something to believe before he gives us something to do it is what we are believing that god uses to color our world our believing is how our world is colored our world is colored through the things that we are believing leave what to do first and accept what to believe so this episode is focused on giving you things to believe and if you will believe them then color has already started in your life praise the lord so rouge has to do with color and rouge has to do with beauty and rouge has to do with a definite um, presentation of color that comes to the life of a person because of the sacrifice of jesus on the cross now turn your bibles to genesis chapter number nine Genesis chapter number 9. I'm going to be reading from verse 12. Genesis chapter number 9. Genesis chapter 9 from verse 12. Alright, so in this, in this text, you're going to see something beautiful. I will, as always, read from the King James. Um, just help me because the King James is always a good place to start. And then from the King James, we'll now move into other translations, okay? Genesis chapter number 9 from verse 12, now I'm reading. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I will make between me and you. That every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations, I do set my bow in the cloud. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass, in verse 14, It shall come to pass, 
when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Verse 15. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature, and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. 16. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is in the earth. Now, this is the King James. I'd like to read it from the NET version, the New English Translation version. The New English Translation version. Alright? Verse, verse 12. Verse 12. Okay? Alright. It says, And God said, This is the guarantee of the covenant that I am making with you and every living creature with you a covenant for subsequent for all subsequent generations so notice it's not just a covenant with with the people that were there it's a covenant for all that is in the earth for subsequent generations so what that means is that this so-called this covenant covers you praise the lord okay all right verse 13 i will place my rainbow my rainbow in the clouds very important that you notice and follow I will place my rainbow in the clouds and it will become a guarantee. My rainbow will become a guarantee of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring the clouds over the earth, that is, whenever it looks like it's going to rain and the rainbow appears in the clouds, then I will remember my covenant with you. And I will, and with all living things of all kinds. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all living things. Verse 16. When the rainbow is in the clouds, I will notice it and remember the perpetual covenant between God and all living creatures of all kinds that are on the earth. Let's look at verse 17 and we'll wrap it up. And so God said to Noah, This is the guarantee of the covenant that I am confirming between me and all living things that are on the earth. So, first of all, it's for all generations. The second of all is that it's for all living things that are on the earth and it includes you. Now, what does this mean? So, at a point, there was the flood. And that flood was for destruction. Now, of course, you know that that's not colorful. That's ugly. Okay, that's be that's terrible. That's that's not colorful at all. So now, God says, I'm no longer going to do that. Now, to to let you know that I'm not going to do that anymore, I put a rainbow in the sky. I put color. I put color in the sky. Whenever I see this series of colors, it reminds me. That I have made a covenant with you that I'm not going to destroy the earth anymore. Okay? So, what we can safely say then is that the color, the colors in the rainbow or the color, color is the reason why there is no destruction. The rainbow is the reason, 
I'm going somewhere with this and you need to pay attention. The rainbow in the sky, God said, I will use it as a means to show you that I will no longer destroy the earth anymore. This is important because God used the rainbow to establish his covenant at that time because there was no blood to use. There was no son yet. The son had not been killed. That's S-O-N. The son, Jesus Christ, has not been killed. Okay? Um, so, at this point, it was a rainbow. But follow the conversation. So, the rainbow in the sky is God's color. God's um, way of saying, there will be no longer destruction anymore. Now, the question we'll ask ourselves is, why do I... So, first, number one, when I see a rainbow, God is saying... I'm not I'm going to remember my covenant. I'm not going to destroy anymore. That's number one. But then the other thing is, really, does God need to remember? I mean, the other question to ask is, does God forget? Okay? So God does not forget. God does not need to remember. So why is there a physical rainbow in the sky that helps that God says is going to forestall? his destruction of the earth a second time now that's the reason why i know that god is not responsible for covid 19 because he put a rainbow in the sky and said because of the rainbow i'm never going to destroy the world by any shape means or form anymore okay when i see the rainbow i'm going to remember my covenant so the question really is does god need to remember that's number one does god forget that's number two does he forget then we go to the third answer, which is an answer. God puts the rainbow in the sky, not because he forgets. But the colors are actually for us. The colors are for us to keep on believing that he cannot forget. You see, he does not forget. The colors of the rainbow are for us to keep remembering. So it is actually us that gets encouraged every time we see a rainbow in the sky it is us that gets encouraged that god does not forget because he does not forget he makes it sound like he put it there so that he doesn't forget but no god never forgets god cannot forget his promise so actually it is because we are humans okay and we live in a natural world okay and we live in a world where the tangible things seem to be a lot more real than the intangible. So, God gave us something that we can see, something, something visible that our eyes can see to help us to realize that He hasn't forgotten His promise. It's about us. It's not about Him. He doesn't forget. We need to be reminded. Praise God. So, it's important that you know that the, the colors of the rainbow is symbolic of how color is going to be used to protect man or to preserve man or how that the mission of jesus was to bring color to your world very very important why is it colorful why is it a rainbow that has many colors why is it so colorful why is it rouge in its appearance it is because God is using that as a symbol to point you. Listen, 
The rainbow was God saying, I am not going to destroy anymore. Jesus on the cross is God saying, I am not going to be angry with you anymore. The rainbow was only a symbol of what was to come in Christ, which is Jesus. The rainbow is saying, this, because of this color, I am not going to destroy anymore. If I am not destroying anymore, it means that your world is colorful because there is no destruction in it. Fast forward to Jesus. I'm getting ahead of myself now. Glory to God. Fast forward to Jesus. It's the same thing. It's saying, because of Jesus, which has become my color for your world, I am no longer going to be angry with you, glory to God, and I'm no longer going to destroy anymore, glory to God. So, it's really about the fact that what the rainbow was to God in His remembering of the covenant, and actually is for us to remember His covenant, because He does not forget, that's what Jesus is to us, through the Holy Ghost, to remind us that God is forever mindful of His promise, and so long as there is an efficacious blood in His death, burial, and resurrection, God will never forget His promise to you. He'll never forget His promise to color your world. He'll never forget His desire to bring beauty into your world. And as I speak, I want you to remember the island that I talk about, where there's no sickness, no disease, no infirmity, no lack. All right? It is possible. There's such a thing. Praise God. Okay? So I'm starting with Genesis to show you how God, through giving a rainbow, listen, 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 listen. This is where I'm going. God, by giving a rainbow, shows His commitment to ensuring that your world is colorful. Listen, listen, listen. Write that down. By the rainbow in the sky, God is showing His commitment to ensuring that your world is without destruction. Let me say that again. By the rainbow in the sky, I, I, that's so good, that's so good, you need to write it down. By the revelation of the rainbow, God is showing His commitment to you that there will be no destruction in your life. I'll say it again. By the rainbow in the sky, God is showing His commitment towards coloring your world. By Jesus on the cross, in His death, burial, and resurrection, God showed His commitment, again, to you as an individual, that there will always be beauty and color in your world. So long as Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is irreversible, your world will constantly be colorful. Now remember what I said. God always gives you something to believe before He gives you something to do. Very important. He always gives you something to believe. So the first thing that I want you to see by this color, as we go into Easter, by talking about root, is that when God gave the rainbow, it was actually God saying, I'm committed. And that's the same thing that happened when God gave His Son. He was simply saying, hey, I am committed. I've committed myself. So, I put my word out there, and God does not joke with His integrity. Praise the Lord. God does not joke with His integrity. His integrity is at stake. God's integrity is at stake. So, when He put the rainbow in the sky, 
He's made it, he made a commitment to you that he would never destroy anymore. And now, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God has made a commitment to you again that he would never destroy anymore. But you see, I think I've gone ahead of myself, so I want to take you slowly through this. So the first one that we have seen is Genesis 9, by the rainbow in the sky, God made a commitment to us. The colors of the rainbow appeared not because God needs to be reminded. It is so that you are helped to remember that He cannot forget. Whenever you see that, know that it is to help you to remember that He cannot forget. I hope you understand what, what we are saying right now. Okay, so... So the first time God introduced color, or the first time that we see color, or at least one of the times that we see color revealed on display, was in Genesis 9, from verse 12. And this was God's way of making a commitment to you. That's the first time. The next one I want to reveal is Exodus 12. 12 and 13. Can you just turn your Bibles now to Exodus 12? 12 and 13. Glory to God. Give the Lord a shout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Exodus 12 from verse 12 and verse 13. This is the next time that something of color, something colorful, is going to be used as God's commitment to us. Verse 12, And I will pass through the land of Egypt in the same night, and I will attack all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both humans and of animals. And on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood sign, glory to God, thank you dear Lord Jesus. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are so that when i see the blood i will pass over you and this plague will not fall on you to destroy you when i attack the land of egypt so the first time we see color god is making a commitment never to destroy anymore the second time we see color something of color which is red red in color by the way the rainbow has a red in color there. The rainbow has a red color there. And then other colors. Alright? Why is there red? This color is red too. And it's blood red. And so he's saying that when I see that blood on the doorpost of Israel, I will pass over them, not to destroy them, but to destroy the Egyptians. I will pass over them. Now, pass over, that's... You know, pass over. That is, I skip you to go and destroy somebody else. Okay? This is important because what they needed to put on their doorpost, God gave them the instruction to do that. That's number one. Then God said, if you put it on your doorpost, I make a commitment to you that I will pass over you. Now, you can, you can be sure that that's color. You know why? Now, see, it is color on the doorpost, blood, red. 
But it's also color for the people who are living and enjoying. Life is color. Living is color. And, but not just living being color. Living is rouge. And living and having all that you need is rouge. It's color. Let me explain what I mean. Before God gave them the instruction to put the blood on their doorpost, He gave them heads up. He said, that, hey, I'm, this is what's going to happen. So get ready. A lot of you are in your lockdowns now, you know. The government gave us um, some time, you know, to get ready, stock up. All right? Get ready. So God gave them time. He says, and this one is not for 14 weeks, for, for, for 14 days rather. This one was overnight, okay? The, by the next day, they were to come out, okay? But overnight, get ready. So stock up your fridge, you know, stock up everywhere, you know, and just lock down. And then put blood on your doorpost. Because blood is on your doorpost. When I come, when the angel of death comes, he's going to pass over you and go um, somewhere else. That blood was color, which the angel sees and does not destroy. But also they had room to prepare and have color, party in their house, food to eat. You know, they were, they were boiling on the inside while other people were dying on the outside. Now, what does that mean for us? That the, the, there was a Passover, that destruction by reason of the color was to pass over them and go elsewhere to land. But blessings by reason of the color was to pass over Egypt and come to their houses to land. i say that again. <laughs> that because of the color on the door, which was red, blood, Destruction was to pass over the people, all right, of Israel, and go and land on Egypt. But now the blessing and color was to pass over Egypt. So notice that, just imagine you visited the house of an Israelite. They were partying, chilling, you know, playing and all of that. If you visited the house of an Egyptian, they were weeping and mourning and wailing. You know why? Because life passed over Egypt to go to Israel and destruction passed over Israel to go to Egypt. That's the commitment of color that God said, put the blood on your doorpost. And when I see that blood, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring the color of beauty to your homes, but I'm going, to bring the, I'm going to take the color of destruction away from your homes. So as you are hearing me now teach this word, I decree and declare over you, that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, death has passed over you, passed over your family, passed over your loved ones. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree and declare that death has passed over you, that stagnation has passed over you, that depression has passed over you, that frustration has passed over you, that death has passed over you, and in the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree that favor has come to you. Resources has come to you. Good health has come to you. Longevity of life and pleasurable life has come to you. Peace and beauty has come to you by the power of God's Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, the next time we see color, it is God making a commitment to pass over the children of Israel with destruction and pass over the children of 
um, Egypt with blessings. Blessings for the children of Israel, destruction for the children of Egypt. So if you're here listening to me and you really think that um, you are part of those who anything can happen to, you know, uh, we live in an uncertain world and anything can just happen to anybody at any time, you know, and you talk like that. God is giving you something to believe right now. Like I said, God never first gives you something to do. He always first starts with something to believe. It is after you have believed that he now says do from the basis of what you have believed. Say amen. So that's the next time. The blood, the blood is the color that I would see that would preserve the people. The blood is the color that I would see to bring color to people's lives. The blood is the color that brings color. The blood is the color that brings beauty. The blood is the color that, that stays away the hand of death. The blood is the color that produces life. Can we say amen? So, Passover happened to the children of Israel by color. Because of color, the people were exempted from death. Because of color, the people were included to life. Glory to God. <laughs> because of color, the people were exempted from destruction. Because of color, the people were included in enjoyment. Glory to God forevermore. Very important that you see this. Hallelujah. Okay. So the next time that we see color revealed in scripture, that we see something of color in scripture or something that is symbolic of beauty in scripture it now begins to point us closer and closer and closer to where we are going amen isaiah 61 isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3 isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3 isaiah are you being blessed amen are you being blessed isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3 Jesus is talking. This is a messianic prophecy. And the, 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 the Isaiah the prophet is talking about the Messiah. Okay? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has, he has chosen me. He has commissioned me to encourage the poor. To help the brokenhearted. I'm reading from the NET. To decree the release of captives and the freeing of prisoners. To announce the year of when the Lord will show his favor and when God will seek vengeance. Okay? But verse 3, it says to strengthen those that dwell in Zion by giving them a turban instead of ashes, oil symbolizing joy instead of mourning, a garment symbolizing praise instead of discouragement. They will be called oaks of righteousness say that after me i'm the oak of righteousness they will be called trees planted by the lord to reveal his splendor trees planted by the lord to reveal his splendor the net does not give it to me the way the king james gives it to us so let's go to the king james isaiah 61 and verse 1 the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind up broken-hearted people, to proclaim liberty to the captives, 
and the opening of prison to them which are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn in Zion verse 3 and this is where I'm going to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes you can now see beauty for ashes beauty is colorful ashes is pale so beauty for ashes he gives them who are in zion beauty for ashes instead of ashes they have color again symbolizing his commitment the oil of joy for mourning so joy the oil of gladness and joy in the place of mourning so instead of mourning there instead of mourning there is now joy why because of god's commitment to color the people's world all right the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness you know there is a way people party all right and there's there's there's, there's a reason people party and there's a reason people grieve so what he's saying is that i'm taking away everything that is meant to cause you to grieve and i'm introducing everything that is meant to cause you to party so that you can have a garment of joy and instead of a spirit of heaviness now when you have heard me say this i'm taking away all the things that causes you to mourn and i'm bringing in all the things that causes you to rejoice it's important that you remember the first word that i said that God starts by giving you something to believe first. Always starts by something to believe. How does this joy come about in our lives, in our real experiences? It starts by what we are believing. Not what's happening to us, not what we are doing, but what we are believing. So if I'm believing right, I'll constantly rejoice. But if I'm believing wrongly, I'll be mourning. So it all starts by what I'm believing. He's giving you something to believe. Because there's a response that comes with believing. Say amen. So the oil of joy is color. The garment of praise is color. Beauty instead of ashes. That's color. And this is commitment that the Father is making to you. But now let's look at Luke 4 and verse 18. I'm sure you're going to love this one. Luke 4 and verse 18. Luke 4, 18. So, listen, 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 listen. This will bless you. I started by showing you God's commitment in Genesis through the rainbow. Then I started, I also showed you Exodus through the blood on the doorpost. Then I show you the Messianic prophecy by Isaiah. That shows you God's desire to bring you a life of color. And God's commitment to bring you a life of color. Now, what I want you to see is Jesus himself. Hiya. Jesus himself, who is the color of heaven. Who is the beauty of heaven. Who is the splendor and the glory of heaven. Jesus himself is now the one talking. You know why? You may not be able to relate with rainbow because you cannot touch rainbow. You may not be able to relate with blood on the doorpost because right now we are not putting blood on the doorpost. 
You may not be able to relate with Isaiah because who has seen Isaiah to know what Isaiah is saying? It was only prophesying. We, have we seen him? Do we know him? But oh, you sure can relate with Jesus talking and introducing himself as God's commitment to you. You know why? Because not only Kalepatekopaya, hey, 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 not only is Jesus living in you, one of the disciples said, It's in him that we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. Glory to God. It's in Him that we live. In Him that we move. We couldn't touch a rainbow. We can't touch one. We couldn't touch the blood on the doorpost. We don't know about it. We, we, can't, we can't put blood on our doorpost today. We don't need to. We couldn't see Isaiah. We can't touch him. Because um, he's no longer here. But Jesus lives in you. And scripture says, it's in him. I think first Peter also. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we live. It's in him that we have our being. Glory to God. Shout hallelujah. It's in him that we have our being. He's the one talking now. You've got to pay attention. Every other person has been talking. Now it's time for you to pay attention to the one who is talking now. He's talking. He's talking. Jesus now, he's talking by himself. Glory to God. Luke 4 and verse 18, Jesus is talking. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. See commitment. Can you see commitment? He's committed to preaching the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know why? He's committed to healing the brokenhearted. If you have less brokenhearted people, if you, if you are not brokenhearted, is that not color? That's color. If you are not depressed all the time, that's color. So Jesus is saying, I'm committed to heal the brokenhearted. I'm committed to preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. That's color. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Look at verse 19. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Bible says in verse 20, And he closed the book and gave it to the minister. And eyes were all on him. And they were fastened on him. Look at verse 21. This is so important. He says, today. And he began to say unto them, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. You know, what he was saying to them is, I am the scripture that they've all been talking about. It is me. I am the color of heaven. And I'm the color of your life. I'm the color of heaven, the brightness of heaven, but I'm also the color of your life. I say God gives you something to believe before he gives you something to do. So I'm showing you what God wants you to believe. I'm the color of heaven, and I'm also the color of your life. I bring color to your world. He's the one talking, introducing himself, glory to God. Introducing himself. He's talking now. Hallelujah. Man, take up so the say the He's talking now. Hallelujah. All right. Now, as though that's not enough, this is Jesus before he died. All right. This is the incarnate Christ before he died. But now, let's look at Hebrews chapter number one. Hebrews chapter number one. Okay. Let's look at um yeah, yeah. Let's look at Hebrews chapter number. 
chapter number 9. Let's look at Hebrews chapter number 9 first. Hebrews chapter number 9 and verse 4. Okay? So now, Jesus is talking. He has introduced himself. That was before he died. But now, he's about to introduce himself again in Hebrews chapter number 4. You see, because we started with the rainbow. We moved to see the blood on the doorpost. And then we see the prophecy of, of Isaiah. And then we see Jesus introducing himself. Now we see blood again in this text. But blood is doing something. The first time blood was preserving the people from destruction. Hallelujah. This time in Hebrews 9 and verse 4. is showing you the function of the color of the blood. Which is to cover the rebellion of the people. Let's look at it. Verse 4. Which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant. Overlaid round about with gold. Wherein was the golden pot of manna. Aaron's rod that bordered. And the tables of covenant. Verse 5. And over it the cherubs of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of which we cannot speak now particularly. Now let me explain what that means. First I show you that blood is on the doorpost protecting the people. But now in the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant contained very. Hear me very well. The Ark of the Covenant contained the golden pot of manna. The golden pot of manna. If you have been at the Blueprint Church you know what this means. The golden pot of manna was symbolic of the rebellion. Of the, the disobedience of the people rather. When God said, do not keep any of the manna overnight, they disobeyed and they kept overnight. That um, golden pot of manna, because those who kept them, is spoiled. They took that as a symbol of their disobedience. That's in the ark. Alright? Aaron's rod that budded is symbolic of the children of Israel's rebellion against God's ordained leadership. That was a sin. That was also taken and put in the Ark of the Covenant. Then the tables of covenant, of, of covenant, which is the Ten Commandments that we know, was also taken and put there. Why? Because it was symbolic of the children of Israel's inability to meet God's standards. All of that was supposed to be a problem for the children of Israel. They couldn't meet God's standards. They were... In disobedience against God's ordained leadership. They were also in disobedience against God's instituted authority. All of this was what they did wrong. And all of that was taken and put inside the Ark of the Covenant. And it was covered. It was covered with the mercy seat. Follow me, I'm going somewhere. I'll soon be done. It was covered with the mercy seat. And then blood was sprinkled on it. That's the color of the blood. So now, because of the blood sprinkled on it, the cherubims that are on the two sides, which is symbolic of God's eyes, can no longer behold all of the symbols of man's rebellion, man's disobedience, and man's judgment. All of that has now been covered by the blood on the mercy seat. So guess what? You know what? Because it is covered, do you know what is happening to the children of Israel on the other side? 
they are enjoying their lives. You know why? God cannot see all of the symbols of their rebellion. That's color for their world. That's color for their lives. They are having a great time being blessed by God, being protected by God, being covered by God. Why? Because all of the things that symbolize their rebellion has now been covered with the color of the blood. So, having seen that, we now go straight to Jesus, who is now our high priest. Hallelujah. He's now our high priest. Somebody say hallelujah. He's now our high priest. Somebody say hallelujah. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our high priest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Alright. <clears throat> so we move now to Hebrews chapter number 9. Same chapter number 9. And we're going to read from verse 23. Are you still there? Are you still there? Hebrews chapter number 9. We're going to read from verse 23, Hebrews chapter number 9. From verse 23, glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9 and verse 23. I'm just taking a much needed water break, amen. <laughs> Hebrews chapter number 9 and verse 23. It says, it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. What does this mean? It says the pattern of things, that earthly things, can be purified with the blood of bulls and goats and all of that. But the, the same pattern in heaven. You know that there is a mercy seat in heaven? Okay. So the same, the same things in heaven cannot be purified with the blood of bulls and goats. You can't take the blood of bulls to heaven. So what will be used to... To, to purify or to cover the, the mercy seat in heaven is the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. It's, that's why it says, with things better than these. Hallelujah. Verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands. That's earthly. Which are the figures of the true. But Christ is entered into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God. For who? For us, he was talking before in Luke 4.18 as the Christ who has not yet died. He is revealed in Hebrews now as the Christ who has died, who has been raised from the dead, who was buried, who has been raised from the dead, and who has now appeared before the Father with the tokens of his sacrifice, which is his blood, that has now been shed on the mercy seat. And he did it, appeared before the presence of God, not for himself, he appeared for us, showing us God's commitment to your life. God's commitment to bring you a life of color because of the sacrifice of Jesus. He appeared for us. You know, it's important for you to know that Jesus appeared for you. He didn't appear for himself. He didn't appear to give himself a good name. He appeared for us. Glory to God. Verse 25. Nor yet... That he should offer himself often as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with the blood of others. What does that mean? So he's, the, the token of the earthly symbol is that you keep going there every year, every year, every year, every year with the blood of bulls and goats. But for him, it is to offer once. Verse 26, and you see that now. For then... 
must he have suffered since the foundation of the world? What's he saying? If he had to do it over and over and over again, what it means is that, imagine, listen, 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 this is important. If he had to do it over and over again, what it means is that Jesus will be crucified every year. So what it means is that this year, Jesus will have to come down again. <laughs> come down again. You know, be born, die, go to heaven, present his blood. Then the next year again, 2020, he'll come down again and, you know, die. People think that there's something to talk about with COVID-19 and all the crap that is going on. This one will be major event every year. Jesus has to come again, die, be buried, and then offer his blood again. Come again every year. So it says, for then must he have suffered often since the foundation of the world. But he now says, but now, once in the end of the world, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What does that mean? Once from when Jesus appeared to the end of the world, once was enough. He only had to come once. And after he came once, my friend and my friend, the price was paid for your life to be colorful. The price was paid for your life to be colorful. Let me explain what this means. When Jesus went to the cross and died and was buried and rose again, he obtained the right to do what he said that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him to do. He obtained the right, legal right. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal the brokenhearted, to cast out devils, to forgive sins, and all of that. He now obtained the legal rights to get those things done. Let's assume that before, you know, before Jesus died, he was already healing the sick, casting out devils. But let's assume he was doing that illegally. Just, let's just assume that he was doing that contraband. Now, with his death, with his burial, and with his resurrection, he obtained the right to now be a blessing to you legally. He obtained the right to color your world legally. He obtained the right, if, if I were you, I'll just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. He obtained the right to, to bring beauty into your life. He obtained the right to bring splendor into your life. And that's what he's doing right now. That's what he's doing even now as you're listening. That's what he's doing. He's doing that every day, every moment, every week, every month. Glory to God. So, it brings us back to what we started with. God always gives you something to believe. So you've got to now believe that Jesus has obtained the right to be the face. Listen, listen, listen. You can write this down. Jesus has obtained the right to be the face of God's commitment to you. <laughs> Jesus has obtained the right to be the face of God's commitment to you. Every time you want to know how committed God is to you, don't look for a rainbow. A rainbow is small compared to God to what Jesus did. Stop looking for a rainbow. Jesus is now the face of God's commitment to you. 
If you want to know how committed God is to you, I, I wish we could make shirts about this. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Listen, Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Say it. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Say it. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Do a video. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Say it. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. You want to know how committed God is to you? Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Do a shirt. And put it there. Jesus is the picture of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the representation of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the assurance of heaven that God is committed to me. Hallelujah. Right where you are. I've come to the end of this. Right where you are. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want, I want to see your videos. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Hallelujah. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the picture of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the sign of God's commitment to me. Jesus is the sign of God's commitment to me. Yeah, Jesus is the face of God's commitment to me. He's the face of God's commitment to you. He's the face. He's the assurance of God's commitment to you. Stop looking for any assurance out there. Jesus is the assurance. That God is committed to you. The power of God is resting upon you right where you are. All of your fears and your worries. I just told you that God always starts by giving you something to believe. Not something to do. Something to believe. He'll always start you out by giving you something to believe. It is after you have given you something to believe. That he will now give you something to do. Believe first that Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. And rejoice right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And the miracles are happening right now. Glory is falling right now. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. Do not be worried. Do not be afraid. Jesus is the face of God's color for your world. Jesus is the face of God's color for your world. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to color your world. Jesus is the symbol of God's commitment to color your world. Jesus, Jesus, all over this, this um, broadcast, wherever you're listening from, just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let glory fill your room. Jesus, over your, your sick body. Jesus, over your broke finance statement. Jesus, over your health. Jesus, over your career. Jesus, over your mind. Let the go man no brasete bro no copata palagada. Radi de. Hey, hey, hey! Potelo cote! Nandelo mando bradigo stobratan de gradega de beher. 
Reda baraba daga daba raba daga daba ya dagia. Anta gas de renando zodo dega. A de 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 na 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 na. Everywhere you are, just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Miracles are happening in your room. Say Jesus. I didn't come to speak of myself. We are about going to Easter. And all that you need to remember is Jesus. Jesus, Son of the Living God. Jesus, Savior of my world. Jesus, color of my world. Jesus, light in darkness. Jesus, baby of heaven. Jesus, idea of heaven. Jesus, preciousness of heaven. Jesus, beauty of creation. Jesus, splendor of our world. Jesus, glory, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Jesus is the face of God's commitment to you. And so now, let there be miracles happening in your body right now. Let there be miracles in your finance. God has given you something to believe. Oh, believe it. In a shaking world, the only thing that steadies your life is what you are believing. Write that down. In a shaking world, the only thing that steadies your life is what you are believing. The foundations of the earth and the world will be shaking. But the only thing that steadies our lives is what we are believing. God is committed to you today. God is committed. Give Him thanks. Give Him praise. I believe the power and the glory of the Lord has rested where you are. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello at blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.